Welcome to season two of Step Monster. I'm Bailey and this is Elise. We're two friends who found each other by chance and haven't looked back since. In this podcast, we talk about the highs and lows of what it's like to truly be a stepmom. Grab a drink and join us for this wild ride. All right, we are live. Welcome back, Step Monsters. We have a really exciting night planned for all of you tonight. We have a bio mom and a stepmom who are successfully, by all means, co-parenting right now. Uh, we hope to take you through sort of their journey. So it did not, didn't start out that way necessarily, but they have formed this bond and this relationship with each other that we're super excited to unpack. And we hope that everyone can learn a little bit from their experiences and, and kind of take where they've been and apply that to whatever situation that you're in right now. So ladies, I didn't tell you about this ahead of time, but before we get started, I wanna do a little bit of an icebreaker your game (laughs) do it let's do it (laughs) okay so i want to ask you if you had to go to karaoke night what is your go-to karaoke song Uh, me first this you first no there is like no intention behind this song but it's girl crush (laughs) little big town kill it crush it every time i love country music (laughs) yeah i I feel like i could start singing that right now i'm not going to for oh right yeah that one i I will (laughs) (laughs) all right i love it mine is any man of mine by shania twain yes okay crowd in the house (laughs) we're sticking with a country theme here all right elise I would say Jolene or Fancy. One of the two. Oh, that's Fancy. a good one. That's a really good one. Wait, like Iggy? No. Uh, <laughs> Azalea? Reba. So Reba and then so Jolene. Oh, okay. Jolene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jolene. Okay, so I like to karaoke legitimately. Like, Same. All right. So <laughs> mine is probably Bon Jovi, Wanted, Dead or Alive. Oh. I don't know why. My husband plays that song really well on guitar. And early on when we were dating, he used to play guitar and I would like sing along in our house. And I told him, I'm like, if we ever go to karaoke, that is the song I'm singing. Okay, have you seen that deep sea fishing show where that's Yeah, no. of course. Dude. Deadliest Catch. Yeah. Oh, Deadliest Catch. My yes, dad but I didn't is realize. obsessed with that show. To like, he watches probably reruns. It's weird, <laughs> but that's a great song. All right. Well, that was a good like warm up for all of us. And now I've good one. I feel like I know we all like country. I feel like there's some some love there. So I would love if we could just do a little bit of introduction. So for those of you that have listened long-term, you will probably recognize Kelly's voice. She's been on our podcast before, and we're so grateful to have her back again. However, there's a new voice on the podcast that I would love to have introduce herself. So why don't we kind of go between the two of you, give us a little bit of an idea of sort of who you are, how many kids you have, and, you know, what what your life is like right now. Okay, me first. Yeah. Okay, hi. My name's Angelina. I'm the bio mom, I guess, but aka also stepmom to three kids. So I have four of my own, two girls and the twins. And I don't know, I'm assuming Kelly's probably talked about them before in the past, little rascals. And I'm a stepmom to three from my current husband. So 
Um, yeah, I know, right? Like the plot twists. I'm a That's bio a lot and a stepmom. La la la. <laughs> well, normally I get I get looks at Target. I, we got looks at the airport. We flew with the kids to Seattle in like the middle of Rona last year to visit my husband's parents, and everyone was like, "Okay, something's wrong. They're fleeing the country with these children. <laughs> this is like really Wait, bad." Because your husband's like blonde here. What are your oh, yeah, stepkids? Yeah, they're like blondies. Total blondies. But, I mean, my husband, like, totally looks like a white guy. He's, like, you know, Swedish white guy from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So he looks like his kids and I look like mine, so... And yeah, I'm like, I'm a nurse, but now I feel like I moved into the whole world of like hospital operations and have this crazy day job like Kelly does. So at least, you know, I know even though we're full-time moms and stepmoms, we are like full-time career women. And I don't think I'd have it any other way. My mom was like a VP of a bank for like a bazillion years. And I only saw like, I only saw my mom like working her butt off every day. So I'm like, I have to do this. So yeah, I played soccer in college. I have crazy curly hair. Okay, can I just interject and say I'm super excited to have both of you here. And even when I met Kelly um, and talking to you about the dynamic that you have and how interesting it was and how unique and special, and you guys are not without your tries and challenges, Mm -hmm. but you've overcome that. And I think it's going to be super valuable for the people that listen to our podcast to hear your dynamic. And it's not everyone's dynamic, but maybe eventually people could get there, right? Mm -hmm. So if this helps one family bridge the gap, totally here for it. I concur. So Kelly, why don't you give a little bit of intro as well for those that maybe didn't hear the previous podcast that you were on? Okay. My name is Kelly. I am the stepmom. So I am married to Angelina's ex-husband. I have four stepkids which she already mentioned, and I have one biological daughter with my current husband. Um, Remind me how old the kids are that you two share, so to speak. Yeah, so uh, 11, 9, 7, 7. (laughs) Takes me a minute. Oh, and you guys have, yeah, Lucy, yeah, she's two and a half. Well, thank you for the intros. So I want to start with some of the questions that we got in the beginning. So a lot of people were asking, how were you initially? So this question is for Angelina. How were you initially introduced to the idea of Kelly? (sighs) Um, So Jamil had, he had dated before, obviously. I mean, that's like not an issue, right? And I was like, oh, here we go. I'm super nervous. I think the girls, the kids started talking about you first, regardless of how it came about, because the only thing I can actually remember about that moment was that the day I first met you, like physically in person, I think I had already, maybe I had already heard that the kids like slept over at your place downtown. So I don't remember if it was before or after that. But anyway, she was like, like dressed super freaking cute, like had this like long flowy sweater on and you guys were in the front yard at the Green Tree House and you were playing baseball with the kids. And I was like, mother F, she's so pretty. I can't like, what the hell? And of course, in my mind, I was like, I hope he finds the ugliest loser. Like to be like, <laughs> and then, I mean, hindsight, no way would I ever want like a troll stepmom with my kids. So, so of course I'm like, oh, well, this is cute. She looks cute playing baseball with my kids. This is going to be great. And then, so I, that's the moment I remember was when like, I first like, okay, so she's totally real. 
and she's playing baseball with my children. That's pretty cool. And you didn't try to like, hey, I'm Kelly. How's it going? You were just like, you were a little, you were really reserved, probably nervous. I imagine nervous as hell. And then I was more mad about my fear that I had to relive. Oh my God, are my kids going to love somebody more than me? So that was, of course, my initial feeling because it was like, oh my God, I already dealt with this with like, I, I had dealt with it with one person and that was like, you know, it was a little floozy moment. But when I realized like, okay, Kelly's Kelly's got her shit together from, from what I knew of her. There's, there's no way like Jamil would probably bring somebody stupid around my kids. So here we go. Get over it, Ange. But go get over it. Like you got to deal with it now. Not get over it. There's another woman. It was like, all right, get over it. Figure it out. You're going to, this is going to suck, but figure it out. But there's always the factor of this other person who I don't know is spending a majority of time with my kids. Yeah. And I don't know them. Right. And Mm -hmm. so even as a mom, and if I think about what my relationship potentially, if if something happened, how would I feel? And I put myself in your shoes and that would be hard Mm -hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. So, Kelly, do you remember that that meeting? I do, actually. And I remember that she kept calling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she and Jamil were arguing about something on the phone. And so I think it was because she didn't she didn't know if I was going to be there or whatever. She mm-hmm. was checking in. But, yeah. I mean, when she left, my husband said to me, you know, thank you for saying hi. And I was like, why wouldn't I say hi? Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids were right there, you know? I think even from the beginning, to me, I never wanted the kids to see me being mean to their mom. Right. You know, that mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Not yeah. at all. No. I totally agree with that. I I think that what people forget about this whole blended family situation <laughs> is that sometimes you have to put your insecurities in your back pocket for a minute (laughs) and you have to remember that you have a lot of eyeballs on you particularly in your situation that's a lot of eyeballs literally and figuratively speaking and they're looking at you to gauge how they should react and how they should respond and Mm -hmm. if they see their mom react a certain way or their stepmom or soon-to-be stepmom react a certain way against the other party, that immediately sets a tone for them. And I think that's something that goes missed a lot It from both sides, not just bio mom, not just stepmom. I think, I mean, kids are, they're little like mimes, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they mimic what we feel, they mimic how we act, and they feed off of our emotions and our feelings. And even if you don't say it out loud, they feel that anxiety if you have it. And I mean, anxiety, I think in our world is... Is just a thing that we all have to deal with. So it's it's not a bad thing, but I think being cognizant of it and being aware of it and and knowing how you're coming across is is just so important in that situation. I think the next question that I have from our Instagram audience is if you could rewind both Kelly and Angelina, how would you have preferred to be introduced to each other? Like what would that ideal introduction look like? for you, Angelina, from your perspective and from Kelly, from your perspective, to create the best situation where the two of you would be able to be where you're at now, potentially sooner? Uh, Personally, I don't think it took us as long as it did to get to this point because of our introduction. I I think it was because I was not healed myself with a lot of like the hatred that I had, um, you know, for 
I felt like I was failing, right? When you're like, I've been an overachiever, or I think I've been an overachiever my whole life. And when I felt like I was failing a marriage, I was like, oh no, this is rock bottom. Nothing can possibly be better than this. So I wasn't ready to give up or like accept that I had failed at something. And I wasn't learning about what I could do better at first. So I don't think I was healed enough myself. Like I didn't, I should have tried to fix what I thought was broken with me. And I think that would have made the transition much, much easier. Um, And it was just like loss of family. Oh my God, I'm not going to see my kids every night. There was just so much to it that I thought there was no end in sight. So I, I don't think I would have changed or preferred any different way because it would have probably felt fake. I think the way things transpired was very real. And honestly, I would have changed how I was making myself feel. That's what I would have changed. And and I, I only say that because I, I don't think there's a right way to introduce someone. I really don't. Like, I remember those stupid parenting classes. I had to sit in a parenting class in Lake County and hear all this stuff. And I felt like I was, I literally felt like I was on I like the failure bus and and they don't really teach you. They teach you like how to, you know, be cordial to the other person. La la la. They don't teach you about like how to have the crucial conversations and get through such like really shitty times. Well, it's when when you go through a defensive driving class. Yeah. They don't really teach you shit. No. And you get back on the road. You're like, OK, I didn't learn a fucking thing, to be honest. <laughs> So, hey, I'm at a crucial moment where I'm getting a divorce with kids mm-hmm. and I have a friend who's going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And the judge is like, OK, so has everyone done their parenting course? Yeah. Well, like, what is that going to benefit? Like, Absolutely there's so nothing. many other things that people could be taught going through a divorce with kids. Mm-hmm. That family class is not doing it. Kelly, is there anything from your perspective that you would have, if you had to rewind, would you have done things differently? Or do you feel like the way that things started in the beginning between you and Angelina were as good as it could be? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't really feel like I would change anything that I did. And I honestly don't think I would change anything that any of us did. I feel like you have to react um, the way that makes you feel the most comfortable. And I think just given the circumstances, it kind of worked out for all of us the way that it went. I guess if I could change anything about the anything I've done, it would be more communicating with the kids and making them feel like they were comfortable talking about both houses in the beginning. Mm. I was very closed off to that. I wanted to have our house and I was threatened by the fact that there was another house. Um, and so I was very like, I don't care what happens at that house. And, you know, we're going to make our own rules over here. I think that rubbed the kids the wrong way for a while. And we don't operate that way anymore Mm-mm. at all. And I think I even noticed the kids being more relaxed and comfortable, especially around all of us. Mm-hmm. Can we unpack that a little bit? Because I mm-hmm. think that that even for me, subconsciously, I didn't know that I was doing that but definitely did. Mm -hmm. Like when my stepdaughters would mention their mom, I just would get like a pit in my stomach, right? And I didn't, and I would, I would say the nice thing like, oh, that's great. But I wouldn't like have the conversation with them that they probably wanted to have with me. And so that was a shortcoming on my end. So what did you do once you realized that to make it a better situation for the kids? Um, Well, I think I realized that it was happening when, I can't remember, I think it was maybe the second oldest said something to Jamil about, I don't think Kemi likes it when 
we're here. And I feel like my heart broke a lot. And that's when I realized like I really cared about the kids. And I was just trying to figure out what I could do to make them feel more comfortable. And at the end of the day, I mean, it was just a realization that their mom is their mom. And if there's anything that I'm doing that is making them feel like there's a divide there, it's only hurting me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. And so I feel like that's kind of when my attitude changed a little bit. And I was in therapy at that time. And my therapist had mentioned something to me about, you know, you're going to be in these kids' lives forever. You're going to know them when they're adult. So you need them to respect you. And I was not doing anything to gain respect from them by making them feel like they had to like separate the houses. I don't think that's healthy for the kids anyways. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of when I realized like, I got to change something. I would totally agree with that. I dealt with a lot of the same feelings early early on. I was protective over my household and I felt like anything I said could and would be used against me. And I also had a visceral reaction anytime my stepkids would say, oh, we did this amazing thing with my mom. And I didn't realize that I was doing that until probably mid-teenage years for them. But I really tried hard again after also seeing a therapist (laughs) to try to make sure that I kept their best interests in mind like the the best thing for them is to have a really rock solid relationship with their dad and a really rock solid relationship with their mom so I try anytime I can to encourage that and to put my own reservations or insecurities aside in order to make sure that that is reality for them and I actually I, I don't really know when that shift happened but at some point I started to encourage them to open up to me about that and say, you know, how was your week at your mom's? Did you do anything fun? How how are you feeling? And instead of having this like eye rolling reaction, which I probably did subconsciously when they would come home, I became I, I just decided to be happy for them. Like their their mom took them on a vacation a couple weeks ago even. And my stepkids are 20 and 17, so they're not young. But their mom took them on a vacation a couple weeks ago. And my first reaction to myself was like, why didn't I get to go on that vacation? I would have loved to go on that. But then hearing the positivity that came out of that, I was like, oh my gosh, tell me about that. I want to hear every detail. And seeing their excitement when they told me and they knew that they could tell me without judgment, that was such a satisfying feeling for me because I knew at that point I had surpassed the this might be awkward for my stepmom to hear that I was doing something happy with my mom because like mm-hmm. that's not really ever something I wanted to create or intentionally created with my stepkids. So having them be open enough to tell me things that they did when they were super happy with their mom was like a happy heart moment for me because I was like, yeah, like that's what I want. Like I... I want you to be happy with everybody. I don't want you to feel like your happiness with whomever is inappropriate because it's not. So that I think is something really challenging for stepmoms. And I mean, full transparency, it took me a lot of book reading and a lot of therapy to actually come to to find peace in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like think about how many people have reached out to us. And I remember my own experience. And I don't know if you guys were this way, but like when I was going through challenges as a new step mom and even like through a new divorce like how do you handle certain situations and there's nothing there's like Mm -hmm. no you could get like a remedial like oh well you know try this da 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 
There's no like actual. So I feel like social media has done a, an amazing job of bridging the gap and connecting people and we can share mm. different experiences. And so I have a question for you. So you two, correct me if I'm wrong, you did not start out as having a successful. Besties? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you weren't besties to start, no. right? No. So I guess wh- how long was it between Kelly, your involvement, and then you two deciding like, okay, we probably pr- need to try to like make things cordial between us. And then what were the things that really made you two decide to put differences aside and try to make a relationship work between the two of you? Um. So uh, for me, what I can remember the turning point was um, the change in my parenting schedule. And I remember that I think this conversation was around that same time, but forever, like my schedule was two, like two on, one off, two on, one off, two on, one off. Like that's, it was insanity, absolute insanity. But um, it's because of just how our work schedules were. And, you know, the only reason our parenting schedule is the way it is now is literally because of Kelly. So the moment for me was uh, we were either like fighting, of course, about the parenting schedule or figuring this out, figuring that out. I'm pretty sure Kelly had just like uprooted her life from Chicago to like, you know, Libertyville, Illinois. And at first I was like, what the hell is wrong with her? Like, does she does she know the shit she's about to get into? Um, and I'm like, who does that? It was like my dream to live in the city. And I'm like, this girl is coming to the suburbs. Like, cool. <laughs> and and so it, the, the moment, though, was I was pretty sure there was a text very, very early on. Has to be at least over two years now that I was like, okay, literally the only way this is going to work is you and I. I don't even care about, I'm not even thinking about, you know, Jamil. The only way this is going to work is you and I. I remember texting that. I thought it was around that context, but that was the moment where I was like, okay, Ange, stop being an idiot. You, Your kids are not going to be with you every night. You're not going to do that to their father. It's not fair. It, so it's up to you now to tell your family to F off, to tell everybody to F off. Leave me alone. Because there were moments where my family would say just like something not so nice and a little snarky because the kids would be like, oh, we did this with Miss Kelly. And she'd be like, great. And, and that started to irritate the shit out of me. I would be like, listen, lady, just because you've been married to my dad for a bazillion years and no one in the history of time got divorced until Angelina came along and got divorced does, doesn't does mean you can have an opinion. Now, my mother's a very opinionated woman. Like, I couldn't sit a certain way in church. I couldn't wear this. Don't laugh like that. Don't open your mouth that wide. But it was those moments when I started catching myself telling my family to, like, back off, man. Like, if I want to acknowledge the kids acknowledging Kelly, please, please, all of you keep your mouths shut. And I don't know if I've I've ever told Kelly this. I'm sure I have at some point, but that was when my kids, I think, started to realize it's okay to talk about Kelly, Miss Kelly. At the time, it was Miss Kelly. I remember having another fallout, though, when I when we changed her name to Kemi. That, I mean, that was like a traumatic moment for me because I was still <laughs> reaching for things. And, okay, in Arabic, the way to say, like, my mom is Immi, right? I mean, it's whether that's proper Arabic or slang Arabic, I don't know. But because <laughs> I wasn't thinking straight, I was like, oh, 
that's like son of a bitch is going to make the kids call her a nickname that sounds just like my mom. Because Kemi and Immy to me sounded exactly the same. Because <laughs> Kay and I start like, you know, sound exactly the same. So I remember walking out of this gymnastics, Lydia's state meet at, at like, it was really close to our house. And I threw a scene. It was like so ratchet. It was like white trash mom's gone wild. I mean, I that's how I felt because we were stomping around in the dust everywhere. And I'm like, okay, this is rock bottom again. And once I finally found, like caught myself defending my kids' right to speak up and talk about, you know, what they did with daddy and Miss Kelly, that's when I knew, okay, I have to be the one to, to tell everybody to just back the F up. Question for you. So had you not come to that realization, uh-huh. what do you think it would have looked like moving forward? Um, as bad as my relationship probably is now with my husband's ex-wife. There's no way she is mentally, I can see her being that permanent state of me when I was like, oh no, I I can't do this. She's like on that permanent war path. Makes absolutely, I I mean, I I even think I asked Kelly for advice on how to handle, um, you know, my husband's ex and I tried it and it failed. But I tried it because I had found out later that that's the tactic that like Kelly used with me. And so I think because and now, obviously, I'm only speaking one-sided about her. If if she would start to feel the way I started to feel about Kelly, I think she would realize that we are moms. Why are you making me your worst enemy? Because when your kids are by me, guess what? I I am going to try my hardest to like honor yeah. how how your values as a mom. Now, her and I disagree on a lot of stuff. Thank God. Kelly and I pretty much have the same, like, I don't know, moral compass, depending on the day or depending on the night, um, that uh, that I, I, I'm lucky with that. But at the moment, I'm sitting in a place where I everything that she's teaching her kids is completely against what I'm teaching my kids. And I think it's because I tried to make that, like, push and say, hey, so this this is the reason why I have such a great relationship with my kids or my my ex's his wife is because of X, Y, and Z. And she was like, yeah, no, you're not, a, you don't matter to me. And I'm like, okay, well, that helps. So I don't think if I would have let, if I would have listened to everyone else but myself, I don't listen to myself very often. I'm really bad at that. But in that moment, I was like, nope, this is where you start shutting people down. It's none of their business. It's mine. So I, it, it would have probably been tragic. We would have eventually been cordial. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we would have just stayed cordial. Maybe. But that's so boring. Yeah. It, Honestly. I, I would have been, I would be super mad. Yeah. Honestly, because like at that point, you build up so much resentment. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, honestly, in the grand scheme of things, I want us to be okay. Yeah. But you've made things so difficult. How do I do that? And how do I forgive all the things you've yeah. done? But then, you know, you do because it's for the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, the issue as a biological mom, before I was a stepmom, I had to, the issue is not Kelly as a stepmom. It's, it was all me. Kelly was not trying to put any, if anything, I would hear from the kids that she would defend me when their dad was trying to maybe say something a little not so nice. He, now he, 
from what I know. And he's told me, Kelly's told me, he he's never spoken ill of me. So I think we all, at one point, we've probably slipped. I, I'm sure of it. But um, Well, we're human beings. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. But more than anything, it was that we all just tried to put the kids first. Yeah. And you know what? You did a damn Fucking good job of that. <laughs> well, when we can already like plan out trips that don't involve either one of our husbands, we're like, <laughs> what's going in? on here? Wait, How come? In? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have one. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have more text messages to Kelly than my own sisters. Like, and well, it's not. It we just. I, I I I love my sisters, but. I relate to Kelly a lot in so many ways. Well, because here's the thing. You guys are raising the same kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have this wholly genuine connection of knowing these four kids who you love, Mm -hmm. wholesome without a doubt, Mm -hmm. and you care for. And, like, that's a bond, right? It should be. Mm -hmm. Right. You share the same experience. So that's fantastic. Like, yeah. I fucking love that. And um, so I just have to mention that the reason that this recording came to fruition is because Kelly had thrown a party <laughs> with a bunch of moms and <laughs> Angelina was there and her and I were talking and she was telling me all about um, her journey as a bio mom and then becoming mm-hmm. a stepmom and how that was hard. And I'm like, I have to have you on the fucking podcast. I was like, oh, no, I'm so <laughs> like, terrified. <laughs> your perspective is amazing in your your guys' situation. And, like, not only Kelly, mm-hmm. how you've handled it with such grace. And, like, you did, like, some stuff and, you know, boundaries when it was hard mm-hmm. between Jamil and Angelina. And then, you know, opening up and being like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. So, like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? About what? About, like, when they're arguing, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. do you separate? So, like, if there's this a... This is really good recently. <laughs> there hasn't been very many arguments, yeah. but I t- in the past. Woo-hoo. If there's a separate... So, if there's a disagreement mm. and Angelina is texting you or, like, talking to you about it, how do you have a boundary or separate yourself from that decision? Because that would be hard, right? Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. mom and dad and stepmom. Right. Yeah. So, what do you do? What's your strategy? Um. Well, I think that... Angelina and I have like mastered the skill of coming together in order to um, most eloquently communicate with my husband and her ex-husband. Meaning um, we kind of discuss things and then present it to him like it's his idea. (laughs) And and it works for us. And so um, I have to also mention that Kelly is an attorney. So she's really good at this. <laughs> oh, no. So many times they'd be like, I don't know how to say this to him, Kelly. What do I say? <laughs> okay, we're going to do it legally. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so then, you know, when they're disagreeing, it does become uncomfortable for me at times because mm-hmm. my husband, you know, he's my husband. And then she'll text me and <laughs> I have to be honest. I love my husband, but I'd say about 60 to 70% of the time, I kind of agree with Angelina. So it's kind of difficult for me. But what I have found, so there have been times that I've said, Angelina, I can't. Yeah. It's my husband. Like, I can't keep doing this. We're going Mm -hmm. down a rabbit hole. You know, we got to come up with a solution, but I don't think I'm the one that can do it this time. Right? Like, I can't be in the middle. Or like, maybe, hey, you've got to give a little bit and then he'll be fine. Yeah. 
So you can yeah. negotiate a little well, bit. I mean, I'm pretty sure Kelly taught me the art of why do you give a shit about what he or anyone has to say for that matter. Um, I, I I used to let small, like I used to always think he was like trying to make me out to be the worst mom on the planet. That was always my like perception. And Kelly usually would be like, in the moments where I'm putting Kelly in the middle, I put Kelly in the middle a lot. I know I did because to be really honest, I stopped talking to like everybody about it. I, I think it, Kelly indirectly became a sounding board for reasons that I didn't understand like why they were happening, but it, it was uh, like, it was just eye-opening when there were moments but like that. You know, that. honestly, I can see like you get divorced for a reason, right? Like you mm. cannot communicate. So right. if you have someone that you can even be cordial with that you don't have so much resentment mm -hmm. and you can say, okay, hey, let's finagle this. Um, I think it would make it easier, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's conversations that we've had in um, a couple of different contexts that, like, why wouldn't we work together mm -hmm. at this? Right. Like, if you really stop and think about it, why not just have peace in your life mm -hmm. and work together? Because the, uh, the the alternative, honestly, is just, it's miserable. Mm -hmm. And it's bad for the kids. And stress. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like all that other it's stuff. It's not worth it. So I feel like she and I have each other's back, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I've told her that the relationship that we've built is almost like sisters, like sister yeah. mommies. Because we're going to fight about stuff that friends don't fight about. Like, mm -hmm. this is a family situation, and we definitely do get into disagreements, even still. But I feel like we work through them a lot better. And it's, mm -hmm. I think, because we work through them just us two. It's not like, Jamil, Angelina said this, and then he's calling you and yelling yeah. at you, and then you're calling me yelling at me. That, that was probably almost two years straight of that. No, yeah. I mean, at least a year, right? At least a year and a half. Or, like, can you imagine <laughs> the disconnect if you guys were so disconnected that, like, there was, like, court stuff and she was like, oh, well, you know, X, Y, Z and, like, bad-mouthing mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I, I, I dealt with that with my current husband. Th thankfully, like, Jamil and I, we threatened court. But who are we kidding? We weren't going to take ourselves back to court. But there were moments where I was like, am I fighting? Am I not? Am I fighting? Am I not? And that's so stupid. Stop doing this. But I would say that um, my my husband's ex ha has used that, somehow tried to, like, use things against me in their court battle. Um, and it's, it's been like, I went from one set of emotion, um, you know, being the biological mom without a partner at the time, without, you know, someone else on my end that, you know, I can add into the dynamic, getting past that to this like really happy place. Then all of a sudden, right back in this really weird, twisted, tormented, God, I'm so happy with Kelly. Why can't it be easier on the other end? And, and, you know, realizing that, oh my God, anything I do, my husband's ex is going to use against him. And I don't think Kelly ever made, I don't think, I don't think we didn't have that dynamic, right? Like I, I so that was totally new territory for me to try to navigate through. No, I think that has to be, you're not the type of person that mm -hmm. would create that dynamic. There 
was times where I was purposefully trying to hurt Kelly because I was so mad at Jamil. But once you got to a good place. Oh, yeah, no. Honestly, I'm like more scared of upsetting Kelly now than I give a shit about what Jamil feels. (laughs) I respect him very much. That's not what it's about anymore. It's more like... Girl packed. uh, Yeah. And I can sense when Kelly's like at a certain breaking point. Or when her text messages change, and I'm like, okay, I don't think I did You're anything like, oh my wrong. Totally. And so Do I need to it, it literally just happened. In, well, it literally just happened in the last like 48 hours. I think like Kelly was short. She's like, figured out what you mean. I'm like, all right, that's my cue. And I know what this means now. I like waited, and then the next morning, I was like. Hey, doing okay? (laughs) So I just know to like let things simmer now before, I mean, Kelly alluded to it. I would like call, call, call. I was just that person because there's no way Angelina could be wrong. And then I I just learned that, my God, just like get over it. And like, there's no reason to be mad. This woman is trying to help you. Can that be our anthem? (laughs) For sure. 100% yes, please. 100%. Do you have anything to add to this? Sorry, we kind of sequestered you. Sorry. No, this is great. I I love the perspective. I think you're spot on. I mean, I think all stepmoms wish is that more bio moms would realize the only thing we're after is enhancing your kids' lives. I'm not trying to replace. We're not trying to badmouth you. We're not trying to do anything that is counterproductive to a great relationship with either parent. And I feel like immediately when you hear the word stepmom, you immediately think stepmonster. And that's part of the reason why we named the podcast what we named it, because there's this like weirdo stigma with stepmoms being monsters. And we're not. Right. We're not. We're actually just people that are trying to be happy in our own relationships. We want to love on your kids and we want to give them like the best supportive chance at a successful life. So whatever that means for us is what we want. And I feel like that's so overlooked. Yeah, the thing and you're right. You get to a point where maybe like the true north of all this is because I was like, oh, my God, I really don't think their dad's going to co-parent with me unless I am co-parenting with with Kelly. So I w- I had this fear that if I didn't have a more united front, he's just he's just gonna keep hating me forever. So at first I, I was like, okay, he wants the kids to love Kelly. He wants the kids to respect Kelly. He wants Kelly to love the kids like her own. He demands this, this, and this of her. If I'm going to make it even more miserable by being shitty, that's going to suck for Kelly all around. There's still where like my friends would be like, who walks into that scenario? So I heard a lot of like, Kelly knew what she was getting herself into. No, I think that's kind of unfair to say. Our our kids were young, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you're and, a stepmom, so you know. But now I think I can, I don't think I would ever say that. And my advice is don't ever use that. She knew what she was getting into. She should have known this. I, I, to me, the people that were telling me that, I was like, well, yeah, I hope she's miserable then. And that's how it was at first because I kept listening to what everybody else's perspective of it was. Do you feel like there was ever a change once you actually became a stepmom? 
once you were dealing with the other side of things? The change came way before I was a stepmom. And it's because I I respected Kelly as a woman for a lot of reasons. Are we going to need to hug? (laughs) We can. I just... Oh, (laughs) I love this. know that it's not... Kelly was hurt and I was responsible for some of her hurt. Other people were responsible for her, her hurt. And then I was like, okay, and you're such an idiot. Like Kelly's really smart. She's got her shit together. You want your kids to see someone like this in front of them. Maybe they can learn things from Kelly that I can't teach them because Kelly knows different things. So the fact that there was this other influence at first was like terrifying. But then when I put put all that aside, I was like... Man, she's just another woman. This like, is a plus. This this, this is, is a, pl- a plus. It, it, this if is a plus. If she's gonna be with anyone, this is a plus. Yes, yes. I kept. I I I got to the point where I was like, oh, thank God, she's not like. The kids aren't coming home being like, mommy, we found so and so's purple thong on the floor. Like, like I never had that. If anything, it was like, Mommy, Kelly's taking us to church. Mommy, Kelly's taking us to her law office to, like, shadow. I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> my kids are going to see two very successful, hardworking women. And it's it's not a joke. But then what happened when I became a stepmom, I thought that I would have that with my husband's wife. We don't even talk. I was trying to step into their, like, their divorce battle and relocation issues and all that other shit. And I was trying to control that because I thought, yeah, I had this under control. I'm going to try to control that too because it's going to be great. And and her and I are going to be just like Kelly and I. And then I realized Kelly and I really are a rarity. As much as I know that there are cordial moms, that mom duos, out there that this is different like sometimes I I send things to Kelly I don't even send my own sisters so it's just weird like it why why was it so easy for me to like just be okay with this all of a sudden I started thinking we have to be one and if if I could pick anyone to like run away with and have like this really put together fucking life it would be Kelly because (laughs) (laughs) like like why do we have it so put together now it's only because she's a little more ying to my yang she's super organized i'm not i mean honestly when i met kelly it was very easy for me to connect with her and she's very smart and i felt like we had a lot in common so i can see yeah i can i hug you you can yeah I think, so uh, oddly enough, I think throughout all of this conversation, we have covered pretty much all the questions that we got through Instagram. Sweet. Um, One way or another. So I want to thank you both for being a part of this. I mean, number one, I hope you realize you are such a rarity in terms of stepmom and bio mom relationship and then also angelina you also being a stepmom i think that has given you such a unique perspective and we are so appreciative of that so thank you for kind of like bearing all and i was like i was like kelly i'm totally gonna cry i know i'm gonna do it because i'll lose her it just happens (laughs) it just happens we're We are totally okay with it and we love it, but thank you so much. And we are so excited to have you two on. And if anybody has any additional questions for Angelina or Kelly, 
please shoot us an email. Our email is stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com. You can also shoot us a DM on Instagram, stepmonsterpodcast. And we are here for you and would love to answer any additional questions. So thank you, ladies, again. It was so lovely having you both. And thank you guys. We thank can't you. wait for the next time. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.